Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. Welcome back to the podcast, friend. This is episode number 87, and today we are going to chat about hospitality and more importantly, ditching perfection when it comes to gatherings and making others feel welcome. As of this recording, we have finally passed over into March. Goodness, it was a long winter here. With the warmer spring weather arriving, which leads us into summer barbecue and cookout season, we are excited. It's also wedding and baby shower season. So we have an extra special baby shower coming up this June, and I haven't shared the news yet. So you are the first to know that my son and daughter in love are having a baby number two this summer. Being Mimi to a second grandbaby girl is so exciting. I cannot wait. So we are moving into a season of gatherings and celebrations that can be filled with joy or a lot of stress, depending on how you approach it. One thing that we were just chatting about here at the Gracefield Homestead was that we are at the three-year anniversary of the COVID shutdown. By mid-March, St. Patrick's Day of 2020, things were getting canceled, closed, and locked down. Looking back at that now, it was traumatic and tragic. Not only the loss of those that died, but the loss of gathering together. For some of us that had family at home, we could find a silver lining in the mess of it all because it forced us to slow down, cook scratch meals together, sometimes creative meals because the bread aisle was empty at the grocery store, along with the toilet paper shelves. I think we've blocked all that out. We could not get bread, yeast, and basic supplies, depending on where you lived. It's kind of crazy. Although we did get to spend a lot of time with whoever lived inside our home, we missed gathering with extended family, friends, church groups, and other important connections. I think we are all just now realizing how much that time on lockdown impacted us individually and as a society. The need for interaction and gatherings is real. It's biblical and it's healthy for us. So we need to do it. Believe it or not, I'm an introvert and a homebody, and yet I missed gathering with others terribly. In this episode, I hope that I can give you a few tips to encourage you to flex that hospitality muscle, get out of your comfort zone, make real connections of loving on people, and minimize the stress of these gatherings. There are ways to make it easier on us, especially as the host. One of my favorite things as the beautiful mild weather moves in is the outdoor get-togethers. Imperfectly perfect outdoor gatherings are a wonderful way to connect and build memories with your loved ones. I have a whole chapter in the Gracefield Homestead book devoted to this topic. It's chapter nine called Fireflies in the Front Porch. 
It has some beautiful pictures in there, but the message is what is so important. There is something special about breaking bread outside with your favorite people. Such an experience is usually more casual than an indoor gathering, and it creates breathing room for those authentic conversations and relationships that we are so hungry for. Honest entertaining with simple menus, table settings, string lighting, and ease of cleanup are important when gathering with family and friends at your home. Combining nature and hospitality with your food, friends, and family is a priceless gift because it helps you shed your perfectionism and actually enjoy those that you love. I used to have so much anxiety when it came to entertaining. Even the most casual outdoor kids' birthday parties stressed me out. I would overthink it way, way too much. In the early years of our marriage, I realized just how different two people in love can be. I was the overanalyzing play-it-safe girl, and CJ was the wild risk-taker. Every vacation, he was dragging me to the next extreme adventure, one I likely didn't want to participate in because I had read an article about someone losing an arm doing that very thing. We've climbed to the tops of mountains and dived the depths of sea, once even with whale sharks the size of a school bus. Yet strangely enough, planning a simple dinner party at my own home was more terrifying than swimming with the sharks. For a recovering perfectionist that spends time online looking for ideas on the comparison apps with stunning pictures and foodie recipes, the expectations I made for myself were too high. In addition, if you are like me and on a tight budget, no cleaning service, party planner, or caterer here, it can be overwhelming to manage it all. But we need to embrace those imperfections. I have found in my life that true happiness cannot coexist when striving for perfection. That perfectionist lifestyle is based in pride and the fear of not being good enough. And we need to let that crap go and embrace those imperfections. It's so, so hard to do. I often cling to the concept of God's grace. He's loving us despite our past, our flaws, and our mess ups. And that is why we named our small farm, the Gracefield Homestead. It's not a place where we have it all together, but a picture of God's grace, a manure filled mess, and lots of joy, lots of imperfections. Only because I've done this myself, I will share some excuses that will come into your head when you're trying to talk yourself out of having people over and showing them hospitality. Number one is my place is too small. One of the most loving and hospitable gatherings I have ever been to was when we first, before we were even married, we were dating and getting serious and CJ asked me to come to his grandma's Christmas Eve gathering. Her house was fairly small with literally 50 plus people packed into the kitchen family room area. And when I walked in, it was overwhelming and shocking how many people were there. And we were quickly greeted, hugged, and showed the food table. As I started to relax, and we kind of found our spot in the room where we were going to hunker down, his aunts started distributing grandma's handmade gifts that were embroidered in custom lace dish towels. Then we all went caroling through the neighborhood. 
What the heck? Who are these amazing people? Space did not matter. And when it started getting a little tight in the room, we moved outside, even on a cold Christmas Eve. It was magical and a memory I will never forget. Number two, the second thing you will tell yourself to get out of planning a gathering is that I'll do it when we get that one project done. Whether that is painting a wall, getting new furniture, or pouring new concrete patio outside, there will always be a reason to put it off. As soon as you get that one project done, there will be another one on your list. Just schedule the dang thing. No one cares about your furniture or the paint on your walls. They really don't. They want to connect with you and have a good time. Number three, the third excuse we often use is everyone has better things to do than to come to my gathering. They are too busy to find time for us. And they may be, but if they are a friend or family member, you have already helped build that relationship and connection. And most likely they will be honored to be invited into your private and intimate circle. It's where the real connections happen. Of course, we are all about the yummy food. And who doesn't love a beautiful table display or charcuterie spread? But the true showstopper is connection with your loved ones. We are missing it and need it like never before. Real, true connection. Not on Zoom, not on Instagram, and not even on a podcast. Real face-to-face connection. The fourth thing you will tell yourself to get out of having a gathering is that I am not a good cook or I can't handle getting all the dishes done at the same time. It's just too overwhelming and I'm not good at it. My answer to that is no one is good at that. If they're telling the truth, just simplify it all. The ones that pull it off have simplified it. Commit to having the gathering and then make it as simple as possible. A one dish meal, soup or lasagna goes a long way with some dinner rolls. Easy breezy. You know, I love cooking scratch meals, but sometimes we get takeout, head to Sam's or Costco's and buy something pre-made. That's okay. Better yet, have your guests each bring a piece of the meal. Then you only have to focus on one part. We have a beautiful cookbook coming out this fall with lots of foodie joy, but I'm not ashamed to admit one of our go-to gatherings for our family is simple brats on the grill with potato chips. The kiddos love it. Do whatever you have to do to keep it simple so you will enjoy connecting with your loved ones. Number five, the fifth thing I've told myself in the past is that my house is a mess. Most, if not all of my closest friends and even family members have house cleaners, and I never did. And most of them did not have four wild kiddos that were always covered in mud from their outdoor activities. I compared my situation to my friends and family and just couldn't get the kids and the house cleaned and the food planned all at the same time. It was too stressful. They did not care. They just wanted to bring a baby over and hang out. People over perfection is such an important phrase that we need to take to heart. Let's practice self-grace, feel God's grace, and embrace the intention for not the perfection of your next gathering. In that same hospitality chapter in the Gracefield Homestead book, I dive into a controversial topic that many can't wrap their brains around, but I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm right. 
and I never say that. I've shared this with you on this podcast before. My daughter is taking her college midterms this very week. She's studied hard and I hope she gets good grades. She's usually an A student. However, my controversial statement is that a B is better. B stands for better living. Most of you know that I'm a college business professor at a local university here in town. I'm adjunct, meaning part-time and contractual. I've taken off the last couple of semesters, and I cannot wait to get back into the classroom with those brilliant students. So here is the controversy that I feel so strongly about. A plus perfection is overrated, and the best life happens at a B minus level. Yes, even a college professor agrees that a joyfully earned B minus is better than a book smart A plus. If the A you're going for ends up representing anxiety and approval, it isn't going to result in anything worth having. I would much rather my students learn real world application, take risks in their papers and their assignments and enjoy the process than toil over getting a perfect book smart score. Sometimes you just have to go for it and learn along the way. Don't be afraid to make mistakes when you're having a gathering at your home. It doesn't have to be A plus perfect. Shoot for that B minus. Focus your energy on making your friends and family feel cared for. That is where the true learning, enjoyment, and magic happens. That is where real and better living happens. This concept holds true for entertaining And as homesteaders, it applies in so many areas of our life. Of course, if you are a brain surgeon, I want you to do an A-plus job during surgery. And my surgeon did. However, most, most things in life do not need that level of attention. And every day, us perfectionists miss out on the simple joy God has laid out for us because we can't do something perfectly We don't do it at all. Do not be paralyzed and not act. Schedule the gathering and show true hospitality. There is a time to stop building knowledge and searching and just jump in. Get off Pinterest. Stop watching those home and garden shows if they make you feel inadequate. There is a place and time for all that. I love all that. When you consume that content, set a time limit, get the heck off that platform and go then do it what you saw. With this constant access to technology and streaming and beautiful Magnolia Network and cooking shows 24-7 and YouTube channels of home DIYs, we are sitting here consuming but not living. Life is passing us women by as we are scrolling on our phone on the comparison apps. And I'm not saying they're bad, but limit them. Turn it all off occasionally. Don't compare yourself and just build those real relationships. For some reason, relationships are truly connected when you are sharing something simple to eat. I'm sure that you agree with that. Food is the magical ingredient that allows us to prepare together, share starters and appetizers while we're catching up. And my absolute favorite, Dessert, it's a time to linger in the real conversations. Does the thought of hosting an upcoming holiday or a milestone celebration make your heart rate soar? It it used to for me. 
Please believe me, friends and family do not care about a perfectly curated gathering. They want real connection and hospitality. Letting go of your idealism is liberating. This is a good mindset in all aspects of life. Go for it and stop waiting until everything is lined up perfectly. Set the date for that big neighborhood block party or family reunion picnic. Invite your girlfriends over for a brunch. Schedule to host the next family holiday. And then ask yourself, what is the worst thing that could happen? Not to get all hyper-spiritual on you, I try not to do this in every episode, but if we do bring it back to the Bible as the foundation of this concept of hospitality, it makes more sense. In all of the Gospels, the beautiful story of Jesus feeding 5,000 from five small loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus had a rough day that day. John the Baptist, his cousin, was just executed. In Matthew 14, it says, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Sometimes in the worst circumstances, when you are tired, experiencing tragedy even, God can work and use you to minister to others. A gathering is simple. Friend, especially outdoor gatherings that you don't even need to clean the house for. Let's lighten up, plug in a cheap strand of outdoor twinkle lights, and make some memories. As we usher in the spring and summer activities, let's commit to shed the perfection, high expectations of a Pinterest-worthy gathering, and keep it simple. Focus on your friends and family is what really matters. We've got this. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Gracefield Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own Gracefield Grit.